social, psychological, and spiritual implications of that change. It also describes the accumulating research that reveals the necessity of contact with nature for healthy child and adult development. While I pay particular attention to children, my focus is also on those Americans born during the past two to three decades. The shift in our relationship to the natural world is startling, even in settings that one would assume are devoted to nature. Not that long ago, summer camp was a place where you camped, hiked in the woods, learned about plants and animals, or told firelight stories about ghosts or mountain lions. As likely as not, today, summer camp is a weight loss camp or a computer camp. For a new generation, nature is more abstraction than reality. Increasingly, nature is something to watch, to consume, to wear, to ignore. A recent television ad depicts a four-wheel drive SUV racing along a breathtakingly beautiful mountain stream, while in the back seat, two children watch a movie on a flip-down video screen, oblivious to the landscape and water beyond the windows. A century ago, the historian Frederick Jackson Turner announced that the American frontier had ended. His thesis has been discussed and debated ever since. Today, a similar and more important line is being crossed. Our society is teaching young people to avoid direct experience in nature. That lesson is delivered in schools, families, even organizations devoted to the outdoors— and codified into the legal and regulatory structures of many of our communities. Our institutions, urban-suburban design, and cultural attitudes unconsciously associate nature with doom, while disassociating the outdoors from joy and solitude. Well-meaning public school systems, media, and parents are effectively scaring children straight out of the woods and fields. In the patent or perish environment of higher education, we see the death of natural history as the more hands-on disciplines, such as zoology, give way to more theoretical and remunerative microbiology and genetic engineering. Rapidly advancing technologies are blurring the lines between humans, other animals, and machines. The postmodern notion that reality is only a construct that we are what we program, suggests limitless human possibilities, but as the young spend less and less of their lives in natural surroundings, their senses narrow, physiologically and psychologically, and this reduces the richness of human experience. Yet, at the very moment that the bond is breaking between the young and the natural world, a growing body of research links our mental physical, and spiritual health directly to our association with nature in positive ways. Several of these studies suggest that thoughtful exposure of youngsters disorders and other maladies. As one scientist puts it, we can now assume that just as children need good nutrition and adequate sleep, they may very well need contact with nature. Reducing that deficit, healing the broken bond between our young and nature, 
is in our self-interest, not only because aesthetics or justice demands it, but also because our mental, physical, and spiritual health depends upon it. The health of the earth is at stake as well. How the young respond to nature and how they raise their own children will shape the configurations and conditions of our cities, homes, our daily lives. The following pages explore an alternative path to the future, including some of the most innovative environment-based school programs, a reimagining and redesign of the urban environment, what one theorist calls the coming zoopolis, ways of addressing the challenges besetting environmental groups, and ways that faith-based organizations can help reclaim nature as part of the spiritual development of children. Parents, children, grandparents,